Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hello everyone, my name is Michael Lejeune and I will be your host today on Game Changers. This episode of Game Changers is sponsored by Federal Access. Federal Access makes beating your competition easier. It can improve your proposal win rate by 42%. It'll give you a no BS guide to winning government contracts. And it puts a government subject matter expert on speed dial for you. But that's literally the tip of the iceberg. If you want to learn more about Federal Access and how to win more government contracts, please check out rsmfederal.com forward slash FA on how you can do that. Today's episode, we are going to be talking to Joshua Frank. Joshua is a founding member as well as managing partner of RSM Federal. He's also my business partner in this business. And uh, welcome, Josh. Thank you, Mike. And uh, shout out to all of our FA members as well. Yes. Yeah. Great. uh, Great to have everybody listening in today. The topic today is one that I think is actually going to rock your world. This is It's one of my favorite in all of the presentations we've done in the last probably two years. This topic is one of the ones that I think has the power to impact just a ton of people. And the topic is sources sought and RFIs. Now, I know a lot of people just roll their eyes when you say sources sought and RFIs. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't I don't want to I don't even want to hear those words. But if they really understand the value of that, which is what we're going to get into right away here, I think it would change a lot of people's minds. So, so Josh, with that in mind, I think a lot of people don't even understand the purpose that the government has when it comes to sources sought in RFIs. Can you enlighten our listeners on that? Absolutely. And uh, let me reemphasize what you just said. RFI sources sought, they are one of the most powerful tools that a company can use. In order to uh, in order to win contracts, and we're going to talk about those today. You know, Ten years ago, Mike, 
there were, if you were to look at all the opportunities that were in FedBizOps, and, and let me go off on a really quick tangent. If all you're doing is looking at FedBizOps and you're not uh, prospecting any other way, you are most likely not winning contracts. Right. That's that's just the uh, the the simple truth of it. And that and that's what people are taught to do initially. Go look in there, and you'll be fine, and <laughs> it'll all work out. But that's just it's just not the reality, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, but but uh, a good number of the sources sought majority of the sources sought RFIs, and and the reality is they're different. But the government, for the most part, uses them interchangeably. So. I think from this point forward, I'll just call it source of sought. Okay. <clears throat> Ten years ago, only one percent of all this uh, of all the opportunities uh, that were being listed in FedBizOps FBO were source of sought. Today, it's ten percent, and that is huge. That's Not a just for the increase. government. Yeah, and it's, it's it's huge for the for the for the contracting community for for companies. Because it means the government recognizes and values the importance of getting feedback. There are three objectives for responding to a source of thought. The first is differentiation. Your ability to differentiate yourself from the competition. The second is uh, to marginalize or, or bar entry to the competition. And the third is to actually influence the acquisition. And so the reason why I, I mentioned, hey, you know, source of sod have increased from 1% to 10% of all the opportunities in FedBizOps is because you now have, for the most part, a 10% greater capability to influence the acquisition. Mm. And that is in your best interests as a, whether you're a small or a large business for that matter. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people understand why it's such a big deal to be able to influence the acquisition. Well, let me all right, let me ask you this question. Would you buy a car without taking a test drive? No. There's no way you do that. Okay. So why would you bid on an RFP or an RFQ and purposely skip responding to a source of sought that came before it? I mean, it, it's either the uh, let's keep this simple either the opportunity is is partially qualified you read the source of sod or the rfi and you go oh that's something we can do and if you say that or if you say well it's there's parts of that that we can do then you have to make the time to respond to it because if you do respond to it and you know what you know how to you know ghost capabilities etc uh, you know, you know how to ghost in a way that differentiates your company, marginalizes or bars entry to your competition, then you have a greater likelihood of actually winning that contract. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of companies will tell us, you know, we were looking at this RFP and we decided not to pursue that because it looked like it was written for another company. And I always say, well, it was. And then, they're like, well, it's not fair. Like, yeah, it was. There was a source of <laughs> sought. Another company responded, you know, because in pre-acquisition, it, it's a lot more flexible. They can communicate a lot of different things. They're doing the things you're talking about. They're ghosting capabilities and different things in there. And and yeah, the the government said, whoa, hey, 
this is important that I put this in this, I put that in there, and I take these things out, and now it looks like it's written for a specific company because the government used the process of the of the sources sought to educate themselves on how to deliver the RFP. Yeah, and and uh, let me dovetail on top of what you just said. You know, it's a big deal because it's one of 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 three primary means of influencing an acquisition. You know, you can influence acquisition through face-to-face meetings, right, uh, with, with your prospect. You can influence it through work you do with your partners, so, you know, where you may be subcontracting uh, to a prime. And then you've got your sources sought and RFIs. And, and the important point that I'm trying to make is those are all pre-acquisition. I, I mean, sources sought is part of pre-acquisition. So, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to do a face-to-face meeting, and a lot of companies um, that, that haven't learned how to position for and get the government reps to actually take your meetings or calls or what have you, it's not, you know, you know crazy, crazy difficult, but it's not easy. And a lot of your partners, they're not necessarily going to let you inside their cycle because they don't want that competitive intelligence um, out. They just want right. to use you to win. Right. But what's that leave? It leaves the source of sought and the ability to influence acquisition. And you are absolutely correct. So many times, you know, we hear companies go, ah, this RFP is wired for another company. This has been written for another company. It's because they ghosted somewhere in pre-acquisition. They positioned with that prospect with the government and the, and the government trusts them. And so they put stuff into that, into that RFP or the statement of work, performance work statement, whatever it is. Yeah. And I want to come back to ghosting in, in just a minute here, but you know, one of the things you said reminded me, I think a lot of companies look at, well, we've, we've, we can only respond to RFPs. That's just the way it is. We can only respond to RFPs because that's the only thing we have time for. And the RFP is a, a really formal process. You've got to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's, do it in a very specific way. And I, and I think a lot of people um, look at that as, well, we're just, we're, it's a Hail Mary. We're just going to try. We're going to see what happens. And I think contracting officers get that, that a lot of people are just going to try mm-hmm. that. But I think the companies who take the time to actually respond to the sources sought, not once, but repeatedly you know a specific organization continues to put out sources sought and the same it firm continues to respond i mean that shows a different level of maturity and commitment so that finally they go you know what rsm federal has responded to like 12 sources sought over the last year who the heck are they you know (laughs) i mean i think that'll get you on someone's radar a lot faster than just, you know, filling out a form for an RFP and submitting that when you're actually showing the government, hey, I'm committed to this. I'm committed to helping you in the pre-acquisition phase. And, oh, by the way, something you taught me, you know, not just responding to it, but going above and beyond the sources sought to put in other things they didn't even know to ask. I mean, that's just a different level of commitment, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And, for our listeners, remember, you can ask any, it's pre-acquisition, so you can ask any question you want, right? You can send it by email, you can call. Uh, at that point, 
they're not obligated. The government's not obligated to share anything that you ask with any of the other companies that, that are interested or maybe bidding. And, they, and they're not obligated and they're really not authorized to share your answers, their answers that they give to you with other companies. So to influence the acquisition in a way uh, through ghosting, and, and I know we'll talk ghosting here in a little bit, but to influence the acquisition in a way that strategically positions your company uh, in order to have a better chance at, at winning, et cetera, it's got to be in pre-acquisition when nobody else can see what you're positioning for and what your strategy is. Because a lot of com- – and, and Mike, I've seen it time and again in RFP drops. There's a Q&A period, a question and answer period, and some company goes, oh, you know what? Oh, maybe we could use this this past performance and this capability that we had uh, as part of our response. Let's just make sure that that's something they're looking for. And so the contracting officer writes back and goes, absolutely, that's something we're looking for. But guess what? Your question and that answer just got shared with 100 other companies. Right. Pre-acquisition versus acquisition. So you know, I know we're talking source of sought. Recognize whether it's a source of sought. It's your discussions with the government. It's calls, emails, what have you. Always know where that line is so that you're not accidentally sharing your strategy right. with other companies. You know, I, I, I love discussions like this because it brings up little things like this that it, it seems little on the surface, but understanding the rules of the game you're playing are critical if you want to win the game. And in so many people we talk to are frustrated that they're not winning. You know, I referenced on a podcast a while back about 0 and 11, you know, she's, she's bidding and she can't win. And it's because people don't know the rules of the game and understanding what you can do in pre-acquisition, how flexible it is, how favorable it is to your company. I mean, that is mass- That is the big deal. Basically being able to almost go in secret to some degree and say, hey, I got these three questions. I got this. I got that. And, and literally influence the acquisition as well. I, that's just massive. So, so here's the thing. It, it almost makes the question I'm about to ask you dumb, you know, because a lot of people tell me they just don't have time to respond to RFIs and they'll just wait for that RFP like you were saying. You know, what what additional wisdom than we've already shared do you have for these people? Uh, are, are, are we talking from a perspective of ghosting? Well, from a perspective of, of even just making the time to do it, you know, and in. I think that's that's a lot of things. People look at at a proposal process and say, well, for us to crank out a proposal, you know, for every 10 pages of it, it costs, you know, $400 or whatever it is. And they they attach a cost to responding to the RFI. And here's what I, I say, and maybe this is part of that wisdom, is why invest hundreds or thousands of dollars in the RFP when you have not participated in, in the RFI source of thought process. It's just yeah, dumb. Yeah, you know, it's responding to RFI source of thought. Again, it's, it's, it, may, it may sound simplistic, but it's, it's simply the cost of doing business. Responding to an RFI or a source of thought is no different than the time, money, resources, energy you put into making business cards. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's very simplistic, but, but it's very true. Companies that say, hey, I'm too busy, 
right? Um, you know, other companies are going to respond. It, it, you really bring up a good point. You know, uh, companies that go, I'm too busy. You know, I've, I've got this other proposal I'm working on. Uh, I'll deal with this when the RFP drops. Again, other companies are going to respond. Here's the problem with that. Everybody is thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how many acquisitions in the federal space the contracting officer initially thought would go to a small business or an 8A or woman-owned or pick your poison on the socioeconomic status, and it ended up going full and open so large companies could bid on it. And the reason that happens, not all the time, but some of the time, is because nobody responds to the source of sought. You know, this is the contracting, give you an example. This is the contracting officer's decision process, okay? Um, I'm going to release this full and open. I'm going to do it on GSA schedule. We're going to do it under NAICS code uh, 238210. Because my market research indicates there's no interested or capable small businesses interested in this acquisition. Now, you are a small business and you are woman-owned. You do not have a GSA schedule. That NAICS, that, uh, what did I say, 238210 is not your primary NAICS. And all of a sudden you're going to have to compete with larger companies and you're most likely not going to have a chance at winning. Right. Right? Simply responding and ensuring that they know that there are capable companies out there like yours can protect your ability. So instead of there being 10,000 companies that could potentially bid on it, now there's uh, maybe 300. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal. It's a big deal in such a competitive market. So, you know, we've we've talked about ghosting a little bit. We've both brought up that term a little bit. What exactly is ghosting and what are some examples? So ghosting in its simplest form is the process of influencing requirements uh, for the RFP or RFQ, which are your strengths and your competition's weaknesses. That's it in simple terms. Mm. Right. So, you know, and and I mean, the value of ghosting is, you know, again, you can position your capabilities uh, and differentiators uh, to, you know, bar entry to the competition. I mean, give you an example on that, Mike. You know, if you were to successfully position within your source assault response that, you know, it should go to a woman owned small business and you're woman owned and you know for a fact your number one competitor is not woman owned. As soon as they release it as woman-owned, you've just barred entry right. to your number one competitor. Well, that's that's <clears throat> a big deal. It is. It is. Now, I, I do want to step back, and and I people that have heard me speak at conferences uh, have heard this time and again. Your status is not more important than the value that your company provides. Right. So, you know, but you you still want to. But you can still bar entry to your competition through the positioning and ghosting of your status. You know, it's ghosting is taking your your competition's weaknesses, uh, tailoring it to your competencies. Uh, you know, to compensate. Give you an example on this. Perfect example is, let's say you uh, 
you have this uh, uh, this product and your competition, you know your competition had a problem at one of the agencies. Word came down to you that, oh, their product is just not doing what they said it was going to do. Well, you say to yourself, okay, what does our product do that resolves that issue? And then you recommend in the, res in the response the sources saw it, hey, by the way, we know that this is a known issue in the market. We recommend that you specifically put this into the statement of work, the RFP, et cetera, schedule C, you know, whatever, in order to ensure you don't have this issue as well. And if that happens, then your primary competitor that has that issue, guess what? You can, in fact, use their name in your proposal. Okay, mm. you can put them by name and say, hey, no, you know, you don't put it out publicly, but you could put it in your proposal and say, hey, you know, company XYZ has this problem and it's not unique to them. Here's how we resolve or mitigate it. All of a sudden you are ghosting the destruction of your competition. <laughs> right. I love it. And you're in pre-acquisition. Right. I love it. You know, we uh, I worked at a hosting company back in the day. And, um, one of the clients that we had came in and they were a big client and they needed stuff that was going to work all over the world. And one of the, the, the things that I knew was, um, we had redundant servers in three geographical locations. We had one in Missouri, we had one in Florida, we had one on the West coast. And, uh, I said, who, who are the companies that you're looking at to provide this same service? And they, and they said, well, there's, there's you guys and there's one other company. And so when I'm going through the sales pitch with those guys, I was able to say one of the key factors, since you guys are a global organization is geographically dispersed, redundant servers, knowing that the other company only had one data center in one location. That's, br that's brilliant. Yep. So, so we're able to, and I said, Oh, by the way, we're putting in a you know, one in Tokyo next year as well. So all those guys, you know, so it is one of those things of just being able to put that right there in their lap. So I say, Hey, you know, I don't, whether it's us or anybody you go, just make sure they have at least a minimum of three redundant servers around the world. And so immediately they looked at that and were like, wow, we can't go with that other company gone. You know, so so now that's us. But, you know, it can be as complex as that. But I like what you said earlier about even the NAICS code, identifying that they're using the wrong NAICS code on the RFP and that they should be using a different NAICS code. Something that simple could be the difference between you winning and losing a contract when that's your primary. Especially, you know, you gave this example the other day when we were talking, you know, a company that, hey, they, they want to go small business. But that that particular NAICS code, the small business cutoff is, say, 15 million or 5 million or whatever it is. And, you know, the other company's bigger. And so they're going to identify under a different NAICS code. It's small. So you're going to you're going to switch it up on them and say, well, we want to go to this other NAICS code that's going to go just below their threshold. <laughs> and, and, and boom, you know, there there you got them. So it, and, and some people look at this and say, hey, well, it's political. It's this or that. It, it's it's understanding the rules of the game and using them to your advantage, because everything we're talking about here is absolutely ethical uh, and legal for you to do. It's But if you don't know to tell somebody, hey, you're using the wrong NAICS code. Hey, you're using the wrong whatever. You're gonna lose contracts, and you're and, and you're gonna be out of business, at least out of out of the government business. I would say. Yeah, and and can we back up for one quick sec, Mike? Sure. Okay, so 
you know, we're, we're talking ghosting at this point. Let me backtrack for a minute. Most companies, when they respond to a source of thought, and the reason I'm back, going backwards is companies, uh, our listeners are probably wondering, where do you ghost? We're, we're talking ghosting, but where do you actually do it in the response? Most companies simply answer the questions, right? Uh, you know, the source of thought is either a single paragraph, <laughs> right, yeah, that yeah. says, tell me your name, your, your company, can, do you have this capability, what size are you, what's your next code? That, you know, that's, that's yeah. pretty much it. Others, very detailed. There's big old forms they want you to fill out, et cetera. And so a couple of points on this. One, don't just answer all the questions. Don't just answer all the questions. After you've answered all the questions, this is where you ghost. You add three or four short paragraphs of, you know, hey, uh, you know, Department of the Interior, hey, Department of Commerce, hey, U.S. Army. Based on the following, we recommend. Based on industry best practices, we recommend. And all of your recommendations are these ghostings that either are, if they, if they are worked into the final RFP that is released to the market, it will either be something that you go, oh, that was, that's written for us. We ghosted that mm -hmm. requirement in. And you don't need to have all three or four in. What you're doing is you're hoping the government will take one or two. Most companies will ghost about three or four, uh, you know, strengths or, or competition weaknesses into their source of sought response. And all you're doing is hoping that one or two actually make it into the statement of work, you know, make it into the RFP to give you that competitive advantage. And you can ghost anything. It can be anything that differentiates you. It can be your people, your products, your solutions, your past performance, and again, communicate all of it through, you know, value, etc. But you can ghost anything. And all you're doing is trying to influence the acquisition, again, so that you have a better shot at winning the RFP, and your competition has a worse shot <laughs> exactly. than, than you do. Exactly. You know, that, and, and that's a great point. I was actually going to bring that up. You know, I, I love the idea of ghosting in some past performance. Hey, the, the company you choose to fulfill this contract should have this type of experience, should have done these types of projects, you know, things that you've done. You know, the, that's that's a really big deal. And so I, I think ghosting is such a big deal. I think we're going to do a webinar on that. So if, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, be look look on the website, see if we've done a webinar on it, email us, whatever. I think we're going to wind up doing a webinar just on ghosting and how to break that down. Just like communicating value. I think a lot of people have trouble figuring out, well, this is what I want to ghost, but I don't know how to communicate that. So, tr so trying to figure that out is a big deal. So, so let's, uh, let's wrap up here. We got about two or three minutes left. Let's talk some, some solutions and action steps, uh, that you want to recommend to the listeners. So in terms of ghosting, we've obviously we've, we, if you're an FA member, if you're a member of our, our federal access community, there is tons of information. The, the no BS, the 450-page 
uh, uh, guide to selling to the government has a whole section on ghosting. There are various documents in the digital library. There are videos in the video library. There's plenty of stuff out there. And oh, by the way, you can always call us uh, if you're uh, an advisor level. And if you're a professional corporate level, just send us an email, right? So uh, if, you're, if you're listening and you are not a member of FA, but you'll want to learn how to properly ghost, uh, then reach out to uh, either, either to Mike uh, or, or myself, and we can uh, talk to you further about it. Okay, awesome. So when it, when it comes to the, the solutions there, uh, I know you talk about this all the time. Developing a template's a big deal. Obviously, you've talked about learning to ghost. One of the ones I throw out there all the time is is respond, respond, respond. Like, just respond. Come on. you you got to respond. Get in the game if, if you're ever going to win it. Um, any other action steps you would recommend besides what we've already talked about here? No, that's pretty much it. You have to understand your value. You have to understand how to ghost. Never, ever respond to a source of sought with just what they're looking for. And then when you, you, know, you create a template... Uh, your template should be, you know, a cover page, responding to the sources sought, adding on top of that uh, what you're going to be ghosting, and then your signature page, slapping behind it a copy of your capability statement, and and that's it. And 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 by the way, there's an there's a full example of what there's a full example of a response to a source of sought using ghosting the ghosting technique. Uh, within the proposal library of FA. And so I, I'd be remiss if I, I didn't remind our members to make sure they look there as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, a lot of good stuff here. Again, I think this is one of the most important podcasts that our listeners can listen to because it, it is something that most people refuse to do is getting in the the, the weeds with these sources sought and actually doing them. So, so thanks for all that. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to having you on next time. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, Josh. So I also want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every single episode. You can learn more about each of our guests by visiting the official Game Changers website at rsmfederal.com forward slash Game Changers where we have links to their websites, bios, and any special offers for them. And last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at rsmfederal.com forward slash FA. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash Game Changers.